You're listening to the My NFT Journey podcast. Each week our host Andy Storch will share his journey and newly found passion for non-fungible tokens. Welcome to My NFT Journey. I am your host Andy Storch and this is a show where I share my NFT journey so that I can help you on your NFT journey whether you are brand new to NFTs and you've never purchased one to maybe someone who has been around for a little while and still figuring things out like me. I am sharing my journey, not only the NFTs that I bought and invested in, the lessons I've learned, the things that have done well, the things that have not gone so well, and the things that I'm still learning on a regular basis. And I've just got a just a long list of notes now of ideas for this show of things that I want to talk about, especially for those who are just getting into NFTs. And one thing that I wrote down Yesterday, after I was listening to an interview on the NFT Now podcast with a guy named G Money, was about why NFTs are going to take off, why I think they're going to be so valuable. And it just really clicked. He reinforced some things that I have been thinking about and that I've heard Gary Vaynerchuk talk about as well, which is the idea of social flexing, if you will, social signaling, and that, you know, humans are social creatures, right? We're always have been around other people. I strongly believe that we need to be around other people and that comparing ourselves to other people is natural, even though I do think it can get very unhealthy and dangerous. And I wrote a chapter in my book, Own Your Career, Own Your Life, on how to deal with comparison because it is something that is so dangerous for us in society because we're always looking at social media and comparing our whole life to someone else's highlight reel, which is dangerous, like I said. But the fact of the matter is it's psychologically natural that we're going to compare ourselves to others and we also like to show off to show things that we are into that we like that we have made it we're successful and examples of that are easy to see everywhere with the type of car you drive the type of handbag that a lady carries the type of watch that you wear all kinds of things that you wear and use where you could pay a minimal amount for a basic product, but instead you choose to buy something that is a lot more expensive. And maybe you tell yourself it is because of the quality of the product, and maybe that is the case. But more than likely, there's also a bit of style or a bit of showing off that, hey, I am into this brand. Look at me, right? If you carry a Louis Vuitton purse or you wear a Rolex watch. Now, Rolex watch, great example. You could buy, you know, the average Rolex watch, I'm going to say is between five and $15,000. So let's say about $10,000 for a watch that does nothing but tells you time. Now you could buy a Seiko watch, which is a battery operated analog watch for $100. And it will tell you the same amount of time. You can also buy a Casio digital watch for probably $30. And it will not only tell you time, but it might light up and might do some other things. In fact, I have a Casio G-Shock watch, which I got probably more than 15 years ago when I got really into hiking and camping, and it lights up. It tells me the date, the time. It has time zones. It has times in every time zone around the world. It can tell me my elevation. It can tell me the barometric pressure outside to know if maybe a storm is coming. And this watch costs about $150. And it's always right. It's always accurate. It's also solar powered. So I never have to replace batteries or wind it or anything. Compare that with the one Swiss watch I have, which is an IWC, a very high-end brand. It was probably originally, I'm going to say $6,000. I bought it used for about $3,000. 
and it always like needs work. It, it never tells time accurately. And my point in all this is that I still like to wear that watch and we like to wear nice watches to show off, hey, look, I had enough money to buy this really nice thing and I'm showing off to people that I like these nice things. It might not be watches for you. It might be a handbag. It might be a nice suit. It could be a car, right? Why do you buy a Lexus or a BMW when you could buy a Toyota or a Honda or a Chevrolet? Obviously, we know the quality is a little better, but both cars get you from point A to point B. I personally drive a 10-year-old Honda Odyssey, and I'm proud of that because I'd rather spend my money in other places. And you might drive, I have friends that drive new Teslas that cost $100,000 or BMWs that cost $80,000. Now, our cars get you from point A to point B. They pretty much go the same speed. I'm sure the BMW or Lexus has more power, but we're limited by the government and how fast we can go, right? So you're also signaling a little bit. I have money and I value the the quality of this vehicle or this watch or whatever, and I am willing to pay more for that. Now, why am I saying all of this? The point is we like to show off, right? We've always liked to show off with our house, our car, our watch, whatever it be, our clothes, anything that we can afford to signal that we like nicer things and we can afford to do it. And I think that we're going to see the same thing happen in the digital world. And that is why I think NFTs have so much of a huge future. Because when you buy certain NFTs, let's say you were able to save a bunch of money and get a really expensive one like a Bored Ape, which as I time I record this in late November, the cheapest Ape is about $185,000. Let's say you have one of those in your wallet. You can show that off to people and say, look what I have. I have this ape. I'm part of this cool club. And they can even see when you purchased it and for how much. All of that is on chain or on record on the blockchain. And we'll be able to show off the things that we own, the concerts or events that we went to. I think that all that's going to be on the blockchain and in our digital wallets. And I already see that a little bit, right? I have, I have friends that I know their wallet or some influencers like Gary Vee or Matt Kalish, I have the address to their wallet so I can see what's in their wallet and what they're buying. And you know that signals things and it might influence me to potentially buy some things as well. And so I think that's something we, we need to pay attention to. Now, I posted about this on social media recently and there were some people who said, I don't, this doesn't make sense to me. How would we see other people's wallet? It seems like you have to go out of your way to really see somebody's wallet or show off what you have, whereas you can just roll up your sleeve and show up a, uh, show off a watch, right? Or pull up in your car and people see what you have. But I think the challenge, the problem is there, we're thinking of things in current terms, the way we live now in 2021, and not how we're going to be living in 2026 or 2030 or 2035 when we have all entered the metaverse. And whether you like it or not, the metaverse is coming. Right. So if you've seen Ready Player One or you've read the books, you might have an idea of what the metaverse will be. Basically, a virtual digital world that we live in that is kind of running concurrently with the in real life world that we live in. And people are going to want to show stuff off in that digital world. And I think you'll be easy. It'll be easy to see what things people have in their digital wallet. If you are a gamer or you know a gamer, I'm personally not a gamer. I haven't hardly played any video games in over 20 years. But from what I understand, in popular games like Fortnite, you can pay extra money to buy things called skins that you don't necessarily need, but they kind of show off what you have. It adds style to your characters in these games, and people are willing to pay a lot of money on these things. And there's not even really, from what I understand, a really efficient secondary marketplace to maybe sell them if you don't want them anymore, and yet people are buying them. 
Now imagine if that goes to the mainstream where you're able to show off things that you have in the metaverse that we live in, the digital world. And again, I'm telling you, it's hard to understand in the current world that we live in, but just think about how you show things off, you know, whether it's the college flag in your office, right? Or the car you drive, or you know, even the food, the restaurants that you eat at, the suit you wear, anything that you use where maybe, you know, you, you want to signal your affiliation to something or that you have nice things, whatever it may be, you like quality, etc., or you appreciate American made. We do this signaling all the time, right? If you're religious, you know, showing off that to other people with a necklace charm or a cross, you know, somewhere, this is all signaling. And I think that we're going to be doing the same thing in the digital world. And this is why NFTs are going to absolutely take off and, and be in the mainstream and revolutionize the way we work and we socialize with each other. I think that's coming. I think we're, we're still years away from that being really mainstream. Maybe not. And that's why I'm excited to get into this now because there will be certain projects, many things will, that are coming out now will go to zero, but there will be certain projects that will take off and be like remembered as the original thing that people got into, like Board Ape Yacht Club, I'm hoping VFriends, CryptoPunks, of course, and a few others where people look back and go, man, I wish I got into that in 2021 because now it's worth millions of dollars, whatever it may be, because it's it's seen as the OG, the original of this movement that changed the world. That is the way I see things. That is why I'm excited. One big reason why I'm excited about NFTs and why I think that they're really going to take over and change the world and why some of the things we're investing in now could be worth a ton of money down the road. Now, maybe none of this stuff comes true, but I am very bullish on this all coming true. And I don't know how I feel about the idea of living in a metaverse. I personally love living in real life. I'm not that excited about going and living virtually, digitally, whatever. And maybe we won't have to, but maybe a lot of people will choose to. But I'm telling you, there's a reason why Facebook changed their name to Meta. There's a reason why Disney said they're going to build a metaverse. This stuff is coming whether we like it or not. And so I just want to be educated and be able to invest and take advantage. And I know you might as well, which is why I made this episode, why I made this podcast. So that is it. That's what I have for you today. It's why I think NFTs are going to be huge in the future. Please do me a favor. If you like this podcast, if you want to support me, just stop and take one moment to leave a review if you haven't already and share this with one friend who, you know, text it over and say, hey, I know you have been thinking about NFTs or interested in NFTs. I just listened to this great episode that Andy did about why I think they're going to be really big long term. So share that with a friend, leave a review. I appreciate you. Tweet me. And let me know if you have any questions that I can answer on the podcast. My Twitter handle is Andy Storch, A-N-D-Y-S-T-O-R-C-H. I'm also on Instagram, Andy underscore Storch. And you can find more info about this podcast and my free guide on my website, andystorch.com slash NFT. Thank you again for listening, and I will talk to you next time.